I'm really blown away by the incredible women that I have met in my Precision Nutrition Coaching Program and our Facebook group. It has been such a pleasure meeting these ladies and I have learned so much from each and every one of them and today is no exception. Today we are going to be talking with Tara Fallman. She is a certified level one precision nutrition coach. She's marriage and family therapy certified, groups fitness instructor certified. She's a wellness entrepreneur. She's a wife, a mom, coach, and a mentor. And she is a woman who has overcome daily struggles with an autoimmune disorder, body image, self-love, and now stepping into her greatness, she wants to walk her journey alongside of you and I. Let's get going and talk to Tara. Welcome to Reps and Redemption. What would your life look like if you started to prioritize your health and your faith? Have you been up late at night Googling healthy grocery lists, upper body workouts, or quiet time with God ideas? Hey there, I'm Ashley Harvey, college athlete, Jesus follower, now wife and stay-at-home mom of three daughters. In this podcast, you will be motivated to build your physical strength, increase in biblical wisdom, and utilize tactical health tips. If you're ready to be a part of a like-minded community of moms who want to be bold in their faith and live well, you're in the right place. Grab an iced coffee or a Celsius and head to the gym. Let's dive in. Hey there, welcome back to Reps and Redemption. I'm so glad you can join us today. I am here with a special guest. I know I gave you an intro in the beginning of Tara Fullman, but Tara, tell us a little bit about yourself before we start talking about goals today. Yeah. Hi, it's good to be here. Um, so I started in this world as a therapist. I was a marriage and family therapist for several years, and then I stopped doing that to stay at home with my kids. And in that time, Um, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder and I started having a lot of health problems and that process of like learning how to help make me better. Um, Mm -hmm. I deep dove into nutrition and got certified as a nutrition coach and took life coaching classes and all the things. And so this, what I'm doing now is sort of a culmination of all of that, my journey and my education and all the things that I wish I had back then as tools is the stuff that I teach now so that people don't have to go through what I went through. Wow, that's awesome. So you said you were diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. Cur- like, is it still current? Is it something you have yeah, to yeah. manage or? Okay, oh, tell sure. me about that. Yeah, it's a, called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. It's a um, hypothyroid autoimmune disorder. Lots of women have it. Even women who are undiagnosed actually do have it wow, and they don't wow. know it yet, which is concerning. Um, but yeah, it's something that you just always have to manage, right? But we always are managing mm-hmm. or our bodies are always changing no matter what stage of life. And we're in, it's different than the one before. So I like to just think of it that way is like, it's, I'm always having to manage. We all do. I just have to manage a little bit extra mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's encouraging though, because I have heard of Hajimoto's and actually before we moved to Georgia, a friend of my husband, um, actually his friend's wife was recently diagnosed with that. And I had never heard of it before. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, it's like very common. Okay. Is it like a gluten sensitivity and certain things like that? Yeah. That's one of the things you have to do is no more gluten because it does the gluten molecule actually acts like your, uh, thyroid antibodies in. So it triggers your thyroid antibodies. Um, and so then I start attacking my own thyroid if I eat gluten, which is not what I want to be doing. 
Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So it shows up a lot in a lot of different ways and a lot of different women. And, and there are for sure ways to manage it. But most of the ways that you manage it is sometimes medication, but mostly supplements, lifestyle, sleep, stress, food, exercise, like the basics. Those basics we should that be we doing all have anyways. to work on anyway. <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you so much for kind of giving us a background on that. And you said, where are you based right now? We're talking to you from where? I'm in Washington, like south of Seattle. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. So, mm-hmm. and I'm here in Northern Georgia and um, <laughs> it's raining in both places. So we have- yeah, uh, but Your rain's like warm and like big fat raindrops and mine's just cold and gray all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a little sad. We'll start praying for more sunshine for you guys. I don't know what the weather is normally like there, but I hope it gets a little bit better. And I think what we're talking about today, but I appreciate your prayers. (laughs) Thank you. That's what you get when you move to like that side of Mm -hmm. the U.S. Northwest. It is what it is. I mean, well, we're going to talk about goals today. I mean, we wish we had the goal of no rain, but moving on, we will have, we're talking about goals in regards to prioritizing our health. And yeah. what, what do you have for us today? I'm really curious. Cause when you were telling me that you were, this is what you wanted to talk about. And I love goals and goal setting and mm-hmm. all of that. And, um, I'm really curious as to what you have to say about this. So Give me all your secrets. Well, a lot of what I hear is just, I hear people setting goals all wrong. (laughs) And then, and then we're like, so shocked that we didn't accomplish the thing. I mean, how many of us have set goals that we didn't accomplish? I have like hundreds of times. And it's because we went about the entire process wrong or we didn't have a process at all. Uh, And so that's one of the things that I teach is I have a pretty specific goal setting process um, and it really, really works. And so that's kind of, I want to teach some of that to you guys. Yes. Um, So there's like, there's lots of camps of people, right? The first camp of people is like, their goals sound like, I want to lose 20 pounds or I want to take more vacations or I want (laughs) to travel more. I want to raise like very non-specific, very like pie in the sky, whatever, out of nowhere goals. Um, or maybe like the next tier up is like, okay, well, I'm going to set a smart goal. Remember smart goals? We yep, all taught, the smart, right? We're all yeah. taught smart goals, right? Specific, <laughs> measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based. Okay, well, you're making a little progress, right? We're right. getting in the right direction. But smart goals like leave so much on the table that mm. you really are not setting yourself up for success. I mean, how do you know that the goal you chose is achievable? Right. How do you even, how do you know that it's relevant to the thing that you're doing right now? Like, let's say you decide I want to lose 20 pounds. Well, how do you know that that's the relevant goal? What if the relevant goal for you is that you're completely sedentary and you don't move your body or exercise at all? That's probably the more relevant goal. Mm. So you need a process for, first of all, figuring out what your actual goal should even be. And then you need a process for how are you actually going to achieve that goal? It's two different, two processes. Two processes. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to start with picking the right thing first. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm like, I'm no sitting here really thinking about that. <laughs> no, well, and I'm just like, huh, because I think, you know, a lot of the listeners on this show are stay at home moms and if any of them are even remotely like me, I have set a gazillion goals of thinking, mm-hmm. Tons. 
you know, I want to do this or that, this big whole thing without right, realizing. Project. Yeah. Yeah. Like without realizing like, okay, wait a second. I have kids <laughs> that yeah. take up a majority of my time. Or achievable. <laughs> right. That take up a majority of my time. So I'm going to either have to sacrifice my, and I have in the past, I've sacrificed sleep. I've sacrificed my health mm-hmm. and it was not a smart goal after mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. You chose poorly, <laughs> very poorly. So, so what's the process, I guess, then give us a few hints as the process of choosing, is that just choosing the right goal process is just like yeah. knowing what well, season so you're in as a, as a coach and a therapist, I kind of have a whole process and it's basically, um, we use a tool called the wellness wheel. You may have heard of that before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically you really getting in touch with, um, well, in essence, it's all the different areas of your life and it's at a zero. Like, so let's talk about health. A zero would be like, I am sitting in a t-shirt unshowered with Cheeto dust on my fingers on the couch. Like that's your zero. That's a health, zero. Right? Okay. And your 10 is like, you know, I'm exercising three times a week at this gym, doing this routine, and I'm walking this many steps a day, and I'm eating like this, and I'm thinking like this, and I'm behaving like this, and I'm with these people, and I'm in these places, right? You got to get very specific about what your actual 10 is, and then you just rank yourself. Right now, I feel like on that scale, I'm a five, right? And so then you're going to decide, well, how, how now I can choose a goal based on how do I get from a five to a six, or even a five and a half. What does a five and a half look like? What are the things that I would be doing if I was a five and a half instead of a five? And now you've gotten very specific about the actual thing you need to be working on to move yourself to the place you actually want to go. So yes, it's good to have that like big vision of like, I want to lose 20 pounds or I want to, you know, my whole life to look like this, but you got to get way more granular if you're actually going to make any of that happen. Right. It's kind of like a, you need a zoom in process because if it's so big, you kind of just start doing stuff without really knowing what you're supposed to be doing. You're all over the place. And you know, your brain gets really tired. Your brain does not operate like that. Your brain doesn't like to have this big thing. So let's say I, I decide I'm going to go on this diet and I'm going to cut out these food groups and I'm going to eat, you know, this specific way and this specific amount, your brain gets real tired of that, (laughs) trying to figure it out all the time. So you have to be a lot smaller. Your brain can figure out how to add two servings of vegetables to your diet a day, right? Mm, Your brain can figure that out without getting tired. Your brain cannot figure out how do I not stress eat when I get home? How do I deal with these tough emotions? How do I fit in an exercise when I'm totally busy? How do I do this? How do I figure that out? How do I eat here and not eat here? How do I cook this? How do I prepare, right? Your brain's like, and I'm done. And I'm, I'm, I'm emotionally and mentally and physically totally. exhausted. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was exhausted just hearing myself say those things. <laughs> right. No, like it, it, it really does shine a light on, honestly, a lot of things I have struggled with up until recently. Like I would put so much on my plate mm-hmm. thinking that it was smart to wear myself out, burn the candle on both ends, kind, mm-hmm. so to speak. Look at me being productive. I know. Like I'm super mom. I can, yeah. I can you do all this stuff. It. No, it's totally mm-hmm. unsustainable. Right. So I'm so glad you said that. So you would say the first step is, you know, to, to setting a goal, the right goal for yourself yeah. is, first to step is picking the right goal. Second picking step up, picking is the right goal, making sure you've got it really 
narrowed down to the teeny tiny steps that you can commit to every single day that will move you in the direction of that goal. Hmm. So maybe the first step that you know you can commit to is I can get in 5,000 steps a day. That's Perfect. the commitment that I can make. Right. Then make it. But don't make any others. Right. <laughs> don't That's add it. anything else. Just do that one thing. And I think we always want like instant gratification, right? We want it mm-hmm. now. We want to lose 20 pounds yesterday. But if we are really wanting to sustain that goal accomplishment, if we want to sustain that 20 pounds loss, if we want to sustain that lifestyle, we have to do it. We have to build to it in a way that's sustainable Mm. and if we want it to last. So we have to go smaller. We have to think a lot smaller. And it's kind of hard to do that too, especially like you just said, like you want to do it. You wanted it yesterday. Like I want to do this. I I want to do this thing now. And, you know, I... (laughs) I kind of struggle with that, but I, I am finding so much more joy in daily habits. So I think that's what you're kind of saying yeah, is, is totally. with you're just finding the, the perfect mm-hmm. goal for you in the season that you're in and really honing in on those habits, because once it becomes repetitive and normal, then you can add Yes, because your brain no longer has to consciously figure it out. It's just something that you do. And once it's something that you do, you can pick the next thing that your brain has to figure out until it doesn't. No, that's perfect. And like you said, with walking, if it's 5,000 steps, it might not seem like a lot to many people, but it's, it's, yeah, it's more than zero or more than a thousand. And Uh if you walk after lunch and after dinner and you just make that a habit and then eventually you'll get to where you want to go strength wise mm-hmm. and endurance yeah. wise. And I think that we forget. Um, <laughs> and I think as, as uh, stay home moms, we should really know, like everything starts so small, right? It's just small beginnings and yeah. it's okay to you're work on one thing. How to walk. That's yeah. what you're doing over and right. over again in different ways. Right. I love that. So yeah. What is your, well, you have to think too, like your brain, Every day, if your goal, if your like big, huge goal is like, I want to lose 20 pounds, every single day that you wake up and you're not 20 pounds lighter, your brain is going to say like, well, see, it doesn't work. Whatever Mm. you're doing is not working. See, you're still a failure. You still suck. And instead, Mm. if your goal was walking 5,000 steps a day, you would go to bed at night and be like, pat myself on the back. I rocked it. I did my 5,000 steps. Look at me go. I'm making progress. I'm amazing. Right. It's a very different day that you're going to have. Right. And <laughs> your mindset shifts too. Yeah. Like you, mm-hmm. once you, once 5,000 steps becomes normal or working out for 20 minutes becomes normal, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll naturally tend to lean to wanting more of that thing. Yeah. Yeah. That it makes you good. feel better. Yeah, yeah. It feels good. But if you stick to a diet for a week and you hate it and you quit, that feels crappy. Right. <laughs> and then you're stuck. <laughs> And you're like, well, I said I was going to do this for 150 yeah. days. And now what? Yeah. Well, because when we start, right, that's the other biggest thing I see is that when we start something, we're very excited about it. Like we're super motivated. We're super excited. And we assume that that feeling is going to last. But we all know from experience that that does not last. Mm. So if you're trying to do this big, huge thing, that motivation is going to, you can't rely on the motivation. You have to rely on something more than that. Right. And and so would you say that one of the hardest things maybe for your clients is to really starting small? Would you say that's, that's a, sure. It's the hardest thing for me too. (laughs) 
yeah, I'm like an all or nothing person, right? I'm like all in or else it sucks and I'm not doing it. Right. And <laughs> it, it's a total mindset shift and it takes practice. It really, really does take practice. I'll tell you one of the things that actually helped me change my mindset about it was number one, getting really sick. And sometimes mm. all you could do is the small things or getting injured. And sometimes all you can do is the small things. Yeah. Like sometimes when I try to do all the things, my body gets sick or injured and shuts it all down. It's like, you're done. That's enough of that madness. Mm. <laughs> like try again, friend. Right. Uh, so my body does it on its own. It'll just shut me right off. And I wow. know if that happens, like, oh yeah, you were doing too much. You pushed it too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of get there too at times when let's say I maybe uh, lifted a little bit too heavy at the gym for what I was recovered for, whether it's sleep or, you know, rest days mm-hmm. and then with the kids and this and that. And a while ago I was, um, I was not diagnosed, but I had a, the pelvic organ prolapse. And so like, mm. you oh. have to really yeah. be careful because, you know, you're breathing your core and like, it's the small things. Like I had to mm-hmm. core restore basically, but I can still, even though I'm asymptomatic, like I can tell if I've just like, I'll look at my watch and I'll be like, oh my gosh, like 18,000 steps. And I went to the gym and we did this and oh my gosh, I feel like I'm going (laughs) to, like my body is done. (laughs) And so I really have to keep in mind like, okay, what's going to happens the next day? Then you feel like you can't do anything the next day. You would have been better off doing a little bit and a little bit both days. (laughs) Right. Like, I'm like, why did I do all that? Why did I sign up for all that? (laughs) And I I do think it's important to, especially, you know, just with everything on our plate these days, just focusing in on the small things Mm -hmm. and those little tiny wins that lead to the overall goal, the bigger Mm -hmm. picture. Totally. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you like as a coach and you said you start you, you your coaching style you focus mostly on goals right and talk, yeah we talk a lot about mind stuff and mindset um, okay. my whole program is healthy mind healthy body but we start with the mind and then we deal with the body <laughs> well and that's kind of where goals start though right I mean mm-hmm. your mind has to yep. get there first yep so what would you say if someone who's listening right now say it's a stay-at-home mom or a work-at-home mom she's very busy she's kind of got her hands full and she really wants to start prioritizing her health. She doesn't really know where to start. Like what would be Mm -hmm. your, you know, you know, one, one tip you could give her to just get moving in the right direction. Um, well, first of all, I would ask like, what is it that you want? How do you want to feel? Um, but no matter what the three basic things that I always, always teach first is, are you drinking enough water? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you moving your body? Mm. (laughs) Those are like, if you aren't doing those three, anything else you try to build on top of it is just going to be wasted effort because it's not going to last. Right. So you have to focus on getting good sleep. You have to get enough water into your body so that it functions properly. You have to move. However that looks for you, whatever you are capable of doing, it's not, I'm not talking about working out. I'm not talking about exercising. I'm talking about simply standing up more taking little walks more, maybe march in place for a second, like movement in general, in any way that you can do it. Wow. And that's a good place to start because Mm -hmm. if you aren't there yet, I mean, and I've really had to focus for me on sleep. I I battle with wanting to 
<laughs> like with middle of the night wakings, my one year old still waking up once a night, which is much better mm-hmm. than before. And, you know, but I, I have to go to sleep at a certain time. I really want to stay up though. I want to watch yeah. a movie with the rest of my family or yeah. I want to work on this show. And I just, I have to pick my work hours very, very carefully. And then in my, in my exercise time too, like really mm-hmm. carefully and with a strategy in place so I can mm-hmm. really focus on sleep. And that's really new yeah. for me. It's <laughs> so. tough, man. Well, and I think for as young moms, like I didn't have the same pressure that, that my kids are teenagers. Now moms with young kids now have this huge, like social media comparison thing where they see like, Oh, I lost all my baby weight. Here's me doing deadlifts. And here's me doing, you know, 200 pound squats, like four weeks postpartum, like girls, we got to stop comparing ourselves to all of yeah. that because then it puts all this pressure on us and we're not prioritizing the right things. We're not prioritizing sleep. If you have to choose, choose sleep over a workout. If you have mm. to choose, choose sleep over almost anything. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, it's true. And like, and I, and I would also say like, there's that push to just keep going so hard postpartum yeah. and, yes. and it's like, you don't have to, I know. And in, in many other cultures, they take 60 days, 90 days, you know, mm-hmm. a, a while mm-hmm. to recover while other family members come in and like yeah. help and serve and love oh, yeah. and, and just so the mom can heal because we need time to heal. So I don't know who's deadlift in four weeks postpartum, but I don't know. Whoa. Some of these Instagram <laughs> girls are cray. I don't even know what to think about it. I do my, for my second kid, I had my mom, my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law. I had six weeks straight of yes. live-in help. That's amazing. Not even joking. I was like, I the first time screwed it all up. Second time, I was like, I ain't messing around with that. that. Come on in. <laughs> yeah, I had the second time uh, a year ago now. I had my my husband took off two weeks. My oldest daughter, who was nineteen, she's twenty now, and she took off time from school and work. And then we had family members come in and out. I still felt like helpless though. Like I should be doing something. Like I should be. Mm-hmm. doing the laundry and all this stuff. And meanwhile, like I want my core to get in my bladder, not to fall out. <laughs> so it's like, what, you know, it's like, I don't think a lot of people understand that you need time to heal. Yes. And, and then especially a lot. Yeah. And especially as, like you said, moms with young kids and I'm, and mm-hmm. I have an older child too. So, you know, and the, the needs are very different, but they still need mm-hmm. us. And we still have to prioritize our family and, and if I think if we get to that place where we realize our sleep and our health is a, it should be a priority, we're mm-hmm. going to be much better moms for it. Totally. Absolutely. Because that's, that's something that you have to stick to long-term, right? Like it's not just about like losing the baby weight. If it takes you a year to quote unquote, lose the baby weight instead of six months, who freaking cares? cares. Like, <laughs> ultimately, what difference does that make? It makes absolutely zero difference because if it takes you a year to do it in a sustainable way where you will keep it off and be healthy in the process, mm-hmm. you're going to be much better off down the road than the crazy lady who tried to, you know, wreck herself for six months to get this weight off. And then she puts it all back on because she can't sustain that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's totally true. And, and not to mention like, you know, everyone's body is just completely different. Some people might not even, totally. you know, need to work as hard as others. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, thanks to maybe genetics and they're more prone to 
whatever, you know, health wise. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's true. Like stop the comparison, set our own goals that really work for the season that that we're in. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Loved talking with you today, Tara. (laughs) I just, I feel like we could keep talking about goals and like (laughs) all the things for a long time. We could (laughs) all the things. So I'm just going to leave everyone with the two things that we really should focus on is zoom in to where you're at, right? Then you can correct me if I say this wrong. And so find where you're at and find out, you know, find out where you really want to be and then get Mm -hmm. really, really honed in on that. And then number two is to just make one adjustment in your day. Yeah. Daily habit. Yeah. That helps you get there. Is that, did I cover that? Nailed it. Okay. Perfect. And then I want to just also maybe just add this in. Make sure you're getting your water, your sleep, and some movement in your day. Yep. We're just going to be better. Yeah. We're just going to be better. And that's a a way to start prioritizing your health too. Yeah. And that never ends. Like literally until the day you die, you're prioritizing those three things. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, this was amazing. I wanted to thank you so much for just being here with us today and so if, if someone was like, I want to find Tara, I want to, you know, connect with her. She sounds like she'd be a great coach for me. Or maybe I just want to like stalk her for a little bit and see what yeah. she has to offer. Like, where can welcome. Find <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me um, on the No Nonsense Wellness Podcast. That's all the places that podcasts live, wherever you listen. Um, you can find me at tarafellman.com and anything that you want to look at there. So I have a free workbook on that website that is this, my entire goal setting process awesome. takes you through from A to Z, um, totally free. So you can grab that there on the website and then, um, coaching programs and everything else is all there on the website, tarafellman.com. Okay. I'm going to put all that info in the show notes, just in case you're driving or working out or walking, you don't have to write it down. Or you and have no th- idea how to spell Fulman. <laughs> or you have no idea how to spell Fulman. And thank you so much, Tara. I really appreciate your time. And I hope we can talk to you again later in 2023. For sure. Ashley, love to be here. If this episode motivated, inspired, or challenged you, will you share with a friend? I would be so grateful if you could leave Reps and Redemption an Apple podcast review. This is the only way I know you like the show. Please join the Facebook group for accountability and community. Link in the show notes. Be bold, mama, and live well. Until next time.